ओम ज्ञान So one principle here is that food offered to the deity food that is meant for offering to the deity should not be enjoyed by anyone before this krishna's the enjoyer now this principle stretches to all features of life for the devotee throughout the whole life everything is meant to be enjoyed by krishna during the sacrifice and offering into the fire idam narayanaya namama this is meant for offering to narayana not for me that is the meaning of yagya the whole vedic culture the vanasham system is centered around yagya yagya artha namam yatra lokayam kamandana everything should be offered to vishnu whose very name is yagya he is identified with yagya he is yagya because everything everything in the yagya is offered to him he is the sacrificial fire one name of lord vishnu shiti vishta which means he was present as the fire which consumes the offering so the whole society is based on the system offer everything to krishna because the conditioned way of thinking or the demoniac way of thinking is that i am the enjoyer aham bhogi ईश्वरोंगोगी demigod worship is condemned because it's not doesn't lead to the ultimate goal of life and simply entangles us in materialistic activities and materialistic way of thinking but from another point of view it's better than living as a complete atheist with no higher with no higher way of thinking demigod worship is not very high way of thinking but at least it recognizes there is someone or some power or someone higher and it recognizes that i am not independently controlling i am not independently enjoying my enjoyment is dependent upon the blessings of others so demigod worship that can that is meant to gradually elevate the person to think the the demigod worshiper to try to understand that who is the supreme law and among all the different gods who is supreme if he's fortunate to associate with a devotee krishna you'll get clear knowledge that not only is krishna deva deva he is worshipable even by the demigods but he's in a completely different category to the demigods because the demigods they rely upon him for the very power to give their benedictions so this principle of offering that is a beginning we find in gita also krishna recommends that in the 12th chapter of gita he recommends 
First of all, you fully surrender to me. If you can't do that, then you'll follow the rules of Bhakti Yoga, by which you will develop a desire to attain me. So there's different stages he goes through. And one of the stages he says is that you, uh, at least you offer the fruits of your work. In the purport, Prabhupada says that even some Generally, we don't recommend opening hospitals and schools. It's on the, on the materialistic platform. But Prabhupada says that even that is better than simply enjoying or trying to enjoy the money for yourself. Because at least some social welfare activities, of course, social welfare activities, they are conducted in illusion. Generally, who, is condu- generally who opens hospitals and schools, they want their own name and fame glorified. They'll put their name on the school. So-and-so, S.F. Daga School, or so-and-so Hospital. They want, what is that? Jaspai Hospital or something in Bombay. What's that? Jaslo. So that's named after some, some Jas or other. Hinduja. So they want their name and they want their name should be. Mostly these Rich people, they think, now I've got everything in the world, now I have to perpetuate my name. It's a very funny thing. People are very concerned that even after I die, I should be remembered and should be famous. Well, what's it going to help them? You're already dead. I already became a worm in stool. And meantime, someone is glorifying you. They're so foolish. They don't know they'll become a worm in stool. They think they think that when the body is finished, everything is finished. So why should they attempt to have their name perpetuated? What is the value? Another foolishness. Everything in materialists do is foolish. So generally, materialistic welfare workers they want that my name will. I'm famous now as a big businessman. So let my name be perpetuated even after death. Uh, that's one reason for performing welfare activities. Another reason is that uh, you want to be known in this life also as a munificent person, a philanthropist. Oh, what a great person. He cares so much for the people. He's opening schools and hospitals. Of course, the school, it simply turns out people who work in, as engineers in his company. So, uh, for the betterment of society, they're making schools and hospitals. But, they, but they're, they're very business they, they pollute the whole environment and people get sick and then they say, see, we opened a hospital. We're doing good for the people. They're making them sick by polluting everything. And then they say, see, with the profits, we've made a hospital. They're making hundreds of crores and they spend one crore on a hospital. Just see how generous I am. What a, what a great person. Or less materialistic motive is to engage in welfare work for others with a genuine desire to benefit them. But let me help others. But that also gives you some pleasure. And it's also useless because you can't help any person. You can't help. On the material platform, you cannot help anybody. You have to raise them to the spiritual platform. But still, that sense, let me try to help others. Even if you're misguided. If you think I will help others by opening a hospital or a school. So it's some kind of help. Such things are also required in society. We're not saying they're not required. They are required. 
of course, schools which modern school and teach teaches you how to. It's simply uh, training you how to get some degree so you can work for some big businessman, so he can make lots of money, and with 0.1 percent of his huge sums of money, he opens more schools. So such schools, uh, they're not actually valuable. You see, they call them vidya mandir, but they're just teaching nonsense. But anyway, just the sense that. The idea that you should try to do something to help others, even if the idea is misguided, that is somewhat better than simply being a total miser and keeping all the money for yourself. So the idea of giving. Now in Vedic society, Vedic society means Varnashram society. Everything is meant for yagya. The, the human activity is production. Dharma, artha, kama, and moksha. These are the four purusharthas, the four goals of human life. So these are all centered around yajna. We find that in the Mahabharata, we find Yudhishthira Maharaj explaining, well, why does he want his kingdom? Why is he so anxious? Why does he need his kingdom? Because of course, Krishna wanted him to get the kingdom. But one reason he needs to be a king, because to execute his kshatriya dharma, not only does he need to rule over others, but he needs money. Because he needs money so that he can execute his religious duty of performing sacrifices. Kshatriyas, they act for the benefit of all the different divisions, Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, they all have different functions to do for the benefit of human society. And those functions, it's not simply on the material platform. The Brahmanas teach so the people, just like we have teachers nowadays, they teach so you can get a degree and you can get a job. But the Brahmana, he teaches ordinary knowledge also. That means material knowledge, but he gives, the main knowledge he gives is spiritual knowledge. And the Kshatriya, protects the citizens, but also one of the duties of the Kshatriya is, is to organize yagyas. He organizes, that means he has to organize the society nicely so everything is peaceful and then the prosperity will be there. Prosperity means not producing tin cans and paper money, but dhanavan, 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 who has got grains and cows, he is considered prosperous. So if these things are there, then the kshatriyas, they can perform sacrifices for the benefit of human society. Benefit means by, Krishna explains in Gita, that by sacrifices, the demigods are satisfied and therefore they shower their necessities. They, they, the necessities of life come naturally if the people are pious, and they follow evang pravatito chakram, this cycle of human activities. The cycle means, that's described in Gita, that anadhavanti bhutani, everyone requires grains to eat, and grains are also required for yagya. Anadhavanti bhutani, parjanyad anasambhava. And the grains, for producing grains, grains are needed. Huh? Then, uh, what's the next line? Parjanyad. 
What's the next one? Then rain it. Yagya, Bhavati, Then by by sacrifices, the rain is coming. Uh, and Yagya, Karma, Samudbhava. And Yagyas, they can be performed when people are properly following the rules and regulations of Vedic society. So by following this, by following this then people, they follow their proper occupations, grains are produced, grains, grains come, and the grains are offered in the Yagya. So this is a cycle. So one who follows this cycle, he can become purified. So the Shatri Brahmanas, they are required for pronouncing the mantras. And Brahmanas are also required in the Yagyas for feeding. Brahmana Bhojan. Because by feeding the Brahmanas, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is satisfied. It means they have to be real Brahmanas. They have to be able to pronounce the mantras. And not only pronounce the mantras, but they have to be so pure in their character, that the effect will be there. Such a Brahmana should be there. Not as a ritual. Such a Brahmana should be there. So such Brahmanas, if they perform the sacrifice, then it will be successful. And the Shatya also, who is the Yajama, who is the organizer, and he is the beneficiary of the sacrifice. In his name, he'll, he'll be requesting that this should be produced. Every Yajna is performed with some thought, especially the big Yajna's. So the, uh, just like we see uh, in Maharaj Yudhishthira performed the Raja Surya Yajna. So that Yajna was to establish Yudhishthira Maharaj as the king of the emperor of the world, but not simply for his aggrandizement. Because the Kshatriyas had to rule on the basis of Dharma. Even one Kshatriya would conquer, would attack another Kshatriya. He's, he's not ruling his kingdom properly for the benefit of the citizens. Then he would attack, conquer, take over. So this power play was there, but not simply for self-aggrandizement. The Kshatriya was the ruler, but at the same time he thought himself the servant of the citizens. So the Kshatriyas, they had their role to, role to play, that uh, they would uphold dharma, they would perform yajyas. Only they, they were organizers of society, so they organized the whole society in such a way that everyone was following their religious duties, and then they would hold yajyas, and in the yajya, then the brahmanas would be satisfied with charity on all the different sections of society. They would all be invited, and they would all be satisfied with gifts. The, uh, the vaishyas also had important work to do, because the vaishyas, by their work, the, the grains and, and milk, milk which is required for proper brain, for the brahmanas especially, so that they could develop the fine brain substance required for understanding spiritual subject matter. And from that milk, then ghee would be produced. So ghee is required for yagyas. So vaishyas, they have an important work protecting the cows. By protecting the cows also, not only is milk produced, which is vital for the uplift of human society, cow's milk. Milk means cow's milk. When it's said that we should drink milk, it doesn't mean buffalo's milk, or donkey's milk, or horse's milk, or camel's milk, or pig's milk. It means cow's milk. The young child means his own mother's milk. Then after that, cow's milk. 
So cow's milk, that is required, and also by the protection of the cows, then human society is benefiting. People don't know the modern mechanistic way of thinking is they simply they simply try to understand everything in terms of atoms and molecules. They think this is a cow, it, it weighs so much money, it weighs so much weight, we can sell for so much money, and this is this part of the body gives this kind of meat and that kind of the body. If we eat the meat, we will get more protein. But they don't know that by killing the cow, you incur so much karma. Even I saw in this Rascal India Today magazine, number one Rakshasa magazine of India, how to convert everyone into a big demon. This is the, just like in Back to Godhead, we say, what is the aim, what are the aims of our magazine? To give knowledge of Krishna consciousness. So in their magazine, what is the aim of object? To convert every Indian into a complete Rakshasa. So in this magazine, I saw, it was maybe three years ago, that some people, they were reporting the news, some people were, in India of course, they were protesting against the opening of a modern mechanized slaughterhouse. So India today was saying, you see, what nonsense, just because of their sentiment, we're losing so much money on foreign exchange, because all this uh, beef gets exported to the Gulf countries. And uh, we get foreign exchange, and then with foreign exchange we can buy rockets and tanks and, and uh, Sony TVs and import oil and all the things necessary for the development of the country. We get by foreign exchange, which we can get by ex exporting these useless cows which are just walking around the street. It doesn't make sense. They were, they were disturbed. The people were opposing animal slaughter. So they don't know that how much bad karma you get by killing cows. And if you protect cows, then how much Krishna is pleased. And without protection of cows, there cannot be Brahminical culture. There cannot be peace in human society. These nonsense United Nations, they're discussing how to have peace. And at the same time, they may be different foreign ministers are saying, okay, we'll import so many thousands of tons of beef from your country this year. And we'll also make a peace pact that we won't fight each other. And they don't know that by killing the, killing the animals, especially cows, they bring upon themselves so many simple reactions and they lose their discrimination so much that they can kill children also. In, in many cities, there are more, like New York, every year, there are more children aborted in the womb, kitten abort, means murdered in the womb, than they have live births. They say pro-choice or anti-choice. Means those who, they say the woman should have the choice, she should have the free choice, it's a free country, it's your own body, so if you want to, you should have the choice. See, it's democracy, liberal, free country, America is free. So if you want to kill the baby in your womb, or abort the fetus, as they say, they don't say kill baby, you should have the choice, an anti-choice. Anti-choice. You see these people, they're trying to stop your choice. If they're against freedom, they're against democracy. They, are, they should say pro-murder and anti-murder, because that's what it is. But they say choice, you should have the choice. Well, then, then you can have the choice, uh, 
someone goes to take into court, why did you pull out a machine gun and shoot 15 people dead, which happens every two weeks or so in America. Maybe not that often. It's getting more frequent. Just, just a short time ago. So, but, uh, one 15-year-old boy came to school one day, pulled out a gun and shot 15 people dead. So, they're taken to court. Well, why did the it's my choice. It's free country. Why not? Why are you anti why are you anti democracy? They have no they have, they have no uh, they have no standard to discriminate. What 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 is the limits of choice? Vedic society means you don't have so much choice. You have rules and regulations. What you should do and what you should not do. Those who do not follow rules and regulations, they are called demons. This is described in Bhagavad Gita by Krishna, the whole chapter, 16th chapter. Describes those who are demoniac, they do not know what is to be done and what is not to be done. They are demons. They don't follow the Shastras. Yeah, Krishna summarizes the whole chapter. This vital point. What is the difference between a demon and a devotee? That a demon, he doesn't follow the rules of Shastra. Therefore, if you want to be a devotee, at least if you want to have divine quality, you want to begin to develop the divine qualities, you have to follow Shastra. If you don't follow Shastra, then nasa siddham about no nasukam naparam there's no question of attaining the goal of life. There's no question of going back to God. There's no question of even happiness. But the demons, they don't know this. Just like you see here, it's being discussed. That you should not take any food before it's offered to the deity. The demoniac, they'll say, what's the meaning? The British, when they came to India, they saw deity worship. And they described that they, they have an idol which they believe, they believe that he is eating and they put the food. The demoniac, they will say, just like this, Dayananda Saraswati, the founder of the Arya Samaj, he lost his faith in deity worship because he saw the offerings are being, they're bringing the offering to God and the rat is coming and eating. And he said, what kind of God is that? He can't even stop the rat eating his food, so I don't believe in God. Maybe there was no one to reply to his question properly. Or maybe there was no one to tell him that if you offer the food to God, you also have to keep the racks away. That's part of your job. Not that God has to... Can you imagine someone, the mother offers food to her child, and uh, some rat comes. She says, why don't you keep it? She herself will keep the racks They have no... So due to lack of knowledge, he became an atheist. And then so many wrong ideas come out. Once you become an atheist, so many wrong ideas. But those who are devotees, they know you have to offer everything to Krishna. Before you eat, because he is the enjoyer. Ahamhi sarva yajyanam bhukta cha Krishna says, I am the all yajyas. I am the enjoyer. I am the master. Even there may be Indra yajya or different Chandra yajya up into different demigods. But Krishna is the enjoyer of all sacrifices. 
which is the ultimate enjoyment. Anything that's offered to the demigods, they cannot enjoy separately. They have to offer everything to Krishna. So those who don't know this, they have to suffer. Those who do know this, they become purified. So nowadays in modern society, we don't have an elaborate system of yagyas. We have harinam yagya. Yagya is sankirtana prayer yajantihi sanyatisa. This yagya of chanting the holy names of Krishna, that brings the same, the same and more effects than performing very difficult sacrifices in previous ages. In the Satya Yoga, the method of spiritual realization was by dhyan and tapasya, very severe austerities, and fixing the mind. In Treta Yoga, this yagya, big arrangement, not an ordinary thing. Because up until recently, many people used to perform Homa Yagya in, in their home daily, at least in the morning. So simple, but that kind of yagya, big, big arrangement, call so many Brahmins, call all the citizens, even Maharaj Yudhishthira was calling the demigods. And everything has to be your time, you have to calculate astrologically, has to be done in a purified, sacred place. So many rituals to follow. Nowadays you can't do this. Dwapare paricharyayam Parichārya means service. So in Dwarka Yoga, by service to the deity, Vishnu, Vishnu Bhakti was performed. And that also, in the way it was done previously, is not possible now. You see, even if you... Deity worship means actually you should worship a de- deity with gold and jewels and so on. And nowadays, if you put gold and jewels, people will come and steal. Gundas will come, or maybe even the Pujari himself will steal. Quite like even the deity, there are so many cases. Deity is made of ashtadhatu, and someone is stealing. And they take a melt, they melt the deity, or they they take some old deity and they sell overseas as Indian antique. You can see in the British Museum so many deities. They took people go and look. Five hundred year old statue of Ganesh. They have some sign like this. So you can't perform deity worship like that, but you can perform Harinama Sankirtana. Kalodhad Hari Kirtana. Whatever effects were there in previous ages by all these different methods of worship can be had simply by vibrating the holy names of Krishna. No need to perform severe austerities. No need to go to the trouble of performing big, big sacrifices. No need of very elaborate deity worship. No need or not possible. Simply move your tongue. That's all. Who is God? One tongue and two lips. They can perform this sacrifice. But the spirit of sacrifice has to be there. This uh, tapasya that was performed, this austerity that was performed in the Satya Yoga, that means uh, spirit of self-abnegation giving up sense enjoyment. Then, in the yagya also, the grains and the ghee which had been produced by the sweat, by hard work, that is offered in the fire. Giving, giving up. 
in the deity worship. So much time and energy and so many different items are offered to the deity. So the spirit is the spirit in the whole Vedic society is giving up your own personal enjoyment, offering to Krishna. So that same spirit is required in Harinam Yagya. Harinam is a yagya, it's not an entertainment. Those who are performing Harinam for some kind of entertainment with cinema music, that is not Harinam Yagya. That is Harinam Manaranja, entertainment. Harinam is not meant for entertainment. No doubt it is enjoyable, but it is meant for the pleasure of Krishna. Krishna wants to see how much we are prepared to give to him. So side by side with the Harinam, there are so many activities meant for spreading Krishna consciousness. So that also, that spirit of giving, the whole essence of bhakti is giving ourselves to Krishna. Why are the gopis recommended as the topmost devotees? Who the greatest devotees are the gopis because they gave themselves fully to Krishna more than any others. Why uh, devotees are glorified? Devotee may be glorified for learning, austerity, and so many, so many different qualities may be there. Good behavior, good lecturer, so many different things. But the real test of bhakti is how much one is prepared to give himself to Krishna without any personal consideration. But that is the spirit of sacrifice. That is inculcated in the beginning in Vedic, Vedic system. That it, you don't enjoy everything for yourself. Offer in sacrifice. Seeing yourself as the subordinate in there. But that spirit of giving which is first inculcated in Vedic sacrifice, that is supposed to be developed up to the stage where That is supposed to be developed up to the stage where a devotee has no, he develops devotional bhakti yogi, has no personal thought whatsoever. He doesn't consider his own personal interest. Or even if he appears to see what his personal interest is, even his eating, sleeping, that may be considered personal interest, but he, he regulates these simply that, so that his service to Krishna can go on nicely. Devotee is not interested in eating nicely or sleeping nicely, but he takes care of his body because he thinks I have to serve Krishna, not for his own sense gratification. This is the mood of a devotee. So Prabhupada is making his point in this book. Everything should be offered to Krishna. That's the essence of Krishna consciousness. Manasa deho geho chokichuma apivam tuapade nandikishu. Altinam takosin. My mind, my body, my home. 